Welcome to Japan according to Akil. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. Hey, what's going on you guys? Just cracking a beer. An Asahi Black again. Mm. Hope you guys have been well. You know I like you because I had to, I, it's fucking raining outside and it's like 11 o'clock at night and I was like, you know what? I ain't gonna record shit tonight, but um, I literally, you know, I was like, I, I checked the timeline. I realized I haven't recorded in two weeks. I was like, all right, let me stop bullshitting and just walk my ass to the store. Walk my ass to the store and got one of these to help lubricate the conversation as I talk to you guys tonight. Because I was sitting here for like 10, 15 minutes, like, what the fuck am I going to talk about? While I was looking up some other stuff that I'm, I'm working on. But I finally found the topic for tonight, and so um, we're going to talk about it as I drink this. Mm. Then I want to do some other shit before I go to bed. You can see I got on some new threads. Let's do a fashion check. It's not really a fashion check. I got this new... It's not new, but it's like I bought it, you know, off-season for, like, dirt cheap at Uniqlo. It's a, a Uniqlo... I don't know what the fuck this material is. I was thinking about it. it looks like it's their new material. They do material well. I don't like the way it looks really, but it's quite functional and it's really nice. Um, it's, it's I don't know, it's like a spongy kind of thing. I feel like a Missy Elliott in the I can't stand the rain video a little bit, you know, but um, functionally as well and it has some i didn't realize until after i put it on it has some fucking pockets on the side it's like workout gear shit um i can just throw on in the house you know um not like fleece or not a hoodie but it's so it's light uh and it's not hot it's not it's like a spongy kind of material i don't, I don't know what the fuck it is but but it's good i like it i like it a lot um i just bought the color just because it's on sale and wearing this shit in the house and talking to y'all so you know you know but anyway mm, that's that uh, anything else going on? Well, I, I, you know, I, I like to keep these short and sweet now. Um, no audio, no mic, no nothing. I'm trying to be conscious of keeping my feet still because listen back to it, the video, I realized every time I move my feet on, I got tatami, we got tatami here. So every time the tatami mats is like, and you, you know, of course you can hear when I do this or like and basically anything because the fucking uh, iPhone just picks up every thing is way too sensitive but whatever whatever you know that's not what you're here for right you're here for to hear me cuss and talk bull and bullshit so mm. let's get into it while i still got some beer in my fucking can by the way i haven't been drinking at all it, again it might seem like i'm like an alcoholic or something like that but i like this last week i met um IT guy, if you remember my stories about me in Cambodia and uh, Singapore and China, IT guy, um, we met up for the first time in quite a while and he's doing really well. Um, <laughs> I, I think I told you guys I was working on a proposal for him. <laughs> it was hilarious because like I was working on this proposal for weeks. I was like, okay, you know, because one of my weak points is especially explaining for formal things like they're not my strong point like english study concepts and stuff like that 
or you know things I'm really passionate about. I'm not passionate about, but really well versed in. I can explain and articulate quite well. But shit that like my ideas, and especially my creative ideas, is is kind of tough for me to articulate to people because I can. I'm a visual thinker, so I can see it. I can see it, but it's difficult for me to explain to people what I see. Or even if I kind of have an idea what I'm looking at, like I don't really know how to articulate it to people. So, and so I just, instead of like telling them this, this idea, I just typed it out and another one of my mentors helped me on it for the past few weeks. So I met up with him, you know, and I sent it to him. He's like, all right, let's just meet and talk about it. And I, I sit down in his conference room and then he's like, in his office, <clears throat> And he's like, all right, go explain it to me. <laughs> I was like, what? You didn't read it? <laughs> and then I realized, oh shit, he, he didn't look at a thing I sent him at all. <laughs> and so I had to, in Japanese, I had to just stumble ass backwards through this bullshit ass, like uh, half presentation and ask him some questions. I realized my idea was totally wrong for him, but, but whatever, we, you know, and <laughs> we just kind of laughed about it a little bit, but, mm. I told him what I was doing. He told me what he was doing, his company, whatever. Um, it's a lot of changes happening there. He's doing really well. And so the good news is we kind of brainstormed some ideas about possibly down the road, some things that we could kind of do to work with each other. But, I, you know, I kind of explained to him like that. Those things would not be my main thing I'd like to do. But if any, you know, some other stuff, I could help him like um, his business about like... Um, content creation and branding that way some shit that i've been studying and learning i gave him some ideas this shit that hasn't become common in japan yet and so you know i was like yeah get your staff because he's got some new staff coming i was like we'll get a person specializing in them like make sure they do this do this do this do this you guys gotta think about this 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 because your content is really kind of like like this, this this and this and so you know even if he like takes half of the ideas i just threw at him and, and runs with it i think it'll be helpful for him and, you know, he gave me some feedback and some stuff, um, some ideas and things to think about and research a little bit, too. And just meeting with him. And then we went out to dinner and just had drinks and dinner and stuff and just hang out and talk and reminisce and talk about fucking Cambodia and tell old stories and laugh and shit like that. So that was the main thing. It wasn't really like a business formal business proposal. It was just catching up with a guy, you know, I really respect, um, and, you know, just vibing a little bit. So so that, that was really nice. Mm. hanging out with another friend the same way next week but before before last week the point about alcohol before last week i hadn't drank anything in like a month actually since you know i got sick uh in august but after that you know being sick i didn't drink and then if i don't drink for a while like you know i got walked like i did tonight i got walked the fucking store buy this shit drink this shit I gotta wake up tomorrow, you know, tomorrow we're late. So I was like, all right, whatever. If I'm going to record something, I got to record it tonight. Otherwise, like, I'm just not going to be in the mood at all. So, you know, um, hopefully I'll be able to throw this up tomorrow and you guys will watch it, but make sure I'm recording this shit. Yeah, we're going. Okay, we're going, we're going, we're going. Um, so yeah, um, so, so it was like, it's now or never. Even if it was a light rain, like, um, let me just go do it. But, but yeah, so if I don't drink on a regular basis, like, I just do not, I'm 40, I just don't have anything to prove. You know, I partied hard in my 20s, I left it on the floor, as um, Jeff likes to say, me and Jeff like to say, we left it all on the court, on the field, so um, I don't have anything to prove, really. I'm comfortable sitting on my couch, you know, um, but yeah. 
but now that I'm going, you know, we're flowing. So, so, but just don't get the idea. Like I'm just like raging all the time in my fucking living room, you know, talking all buck. I mean, I'm, I'm wild, crazy dad, but you know, most of the time I'm not, I got two young kids. I'm, I mean, I'm not knocking anyone who does it, but it's just me personally. I don't feel comfortable being like drinking that much in the house, especially when they're younger, especially, you know, yeah, I, yeah, if I'm out with friends hanging out, yeah, I like to drink, but just here by myself, just like throwing them back, not really. Anyway, anyway, um, tonight's main topic. Let's talk about <laughs> what the fuck is going on with the Japanese economy. So we're talking. We're gonna get deep into economic stuff. Um, tonight because there's a lot going on and I'm not going to cover it all. I'm not going to be able to do it justice, but you know, I, in my job and you know, my comings and goings, I'm able to kind of touch a lot of bases and, and hear a lot of people talk. Um, some, some influential people as well. I can't just divulge who they are, of course, of course, but it, it is quite interesting. Some of the voices I get to hear and some of the second and third hand information I do get to hear in my job. And some of it is related to the economy uh, and, and deep economic Japanese economic stuff. And if you haven't noticed, basically, of course, the whole world economy is like, you know, um, going down the stinker. Well, I mean, it's not really going to, I mean, you knew it was going to, I mean, I, I'm not saying I knew it was going to happen. I'm not the only one, but it was kind of easy, quite easy to see that was going to happen like several years ago. Some shit I kind of alluded to, you know, um, in the past without being heavy handed with the information because dude, I'm a fucking English teacher. I'm not like a economist or futurist or anything like that, but I do read the tea leaves and I listen to people that have been right in the past. And, you know, it's kind of easy to see like with the massive amount of money that was injected into the global economy two years ago as a result of the thing that happened that you know spread itself across the world if you know what i'm talking about again i'm not trying to get shadow banned by youtube um more than i already am so anyway as a result of that and all the money that just the wave of money that swept across the world like inflation is hitting duh you increase them like i said you increase the money supply by like 20 30 percent shit's gonna get real in a couple of years so you know that's what's kind of happening in the world you know people didn't think it was gonna happen it happened you know and so now we're kind of dealing with um the consequences there was not consequences, the results of that right because hmm it's just market forces, right? You know, I mean, speaking about it in an abstract way, you know, of course, I try to be level-headed about this thing because if you get all emotional in these type of situations, then you're not really able to see the forest through the trees and you're not really able to kind of maneuver, especially since, you know, I'm not a high finance. I'm not in the elite class. You know, I'm still like grinding it out. I'd call myself a working class dude in a white collar job, but a working class dude. So at this point in my life still, so um that's just the way it is right and and so but being able to think about the situation objectively has afforded me the opportunity so far knock on wood knock on something to to maneuver in ways that have you know avoided pain um or avoided some headaches you know in the situation set set set, set things up um that need to be set up 
you know, for these types of situations in, in, to the best of my ability. So, so I'm kind of happy about that. Um, not like I'm sitting pretty or anything, but you know, I'm not like shitting my pants right now. Basically, basically it's like, okay, this is coming. All right, fine. Like, here it comes. Let's, let's, let's dance. You know, it's like, it's like a, like you see a fight about to happen, but you know, you've been studying fucking kickboxing for a couple of years. So it's like, you know, the, the motherfucker's big, but you're like, all right, you know, I got, I got a decent shot at this kind of thing. So, mm. so anyway, um, yeah. So with the Japanese economy, I'm just going to rant about the Japanese economy, like, you know, this verbal diarrhea and whatever comes out, comes out because a lot has been going on with the Japanese economy. The big number one thing is the depreciation of the Japanese yen. If you haven't, you know, a lot of you, of course, are outside of Japan. So, um, this might be, this might be actually a good thing for you. If you're thinking about coming to visit Japan, um, this depreciation looks like it's going to stick around for a while, going to get kind of worse. Um, to be honest with you, um, basically the purchasing power of the whole Japanese economy is being rug pulled right from out under the society. People don't even realize what the fuck is happening. Basically, yeah, yeah, they're just getting shit on by the central bank, pretty much. Um, Japan right now is the only major, I think Japan and Turkey and like a few other fringe countries are, are like the only ones in the world who are not raising interest rates. Every other major economy in the world is, is raising their interest rates because to fight inflation. But basically because Japan has been such a deflationary country, has a, had a deflationary mindset for the past 30 years, um, the central banks, are, the central bank, especially prime minister, uh, not prime minister, um, central bank chief Kuroda, uh, who, who just Google Kuroda, uh, C-U-R-O-D-A. If you don't know who the guy is, he's the head of the federal reserve or the central bank of Japan. Um, has, you know, he's the one who started, who's, who's with prime, uh, uh, RP, I guess I can say he's got his own shit to deal with, but you know, he's passed away. So whatever, um, prime minister, former prime minister Abe and him were tied at the hip from like 12 years ago, I think when they started Abenomics, which is just massive quantitative easing to try to, you know, rip Japan out of, um, a deflationary mindset and jumpstart the economy through massive money printing, you know, drink to that. Right. Um, if you don't know, like Japan, by the way, was one was to my again. This is all my knowledge, my bullshit ass like history lesson shit that um, don't fucking. This is a Keel Wikipedia right now, so don't take any of my shit for financial advice. Don't take any of my shit for fucking uh, you know shit to do. This is just me just talking shit about economics, uh, something I'm interested in. Okay, so um and the half the shit that I think I know that I might know that I realize I don't all the way know. I'm not a fucking expert and I don't really claim to be. That's like, you know, again, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. I'm very, very clear on the fact that I'm not, I don't got two eyes in this thing. I only got one and I'm not trying to play it like I see the whole field. So please don't take what I say for anything like that, you know, at all, right? I'm just trying not to be completely blind walking through this shit. That's how I'm playing it, right? So... So, yeah, you know, Japan basically was the first major company to jumpstart the whole, uh, the first country in the world, of, I'm guessing, to jumpstart the whole quantitative easing thing after the bubble economy burst here in 1990, 89, 90, I think, December of, uh, 1989 or 90, I forget, 88, 89, 90, somewhere around that time is when the Japanese bubble economy burst, so, like, the stock market reached its peak and then began, uh, uh precipitate 
precipitous precipitous decline i think that's the word mm. and if you look at like a historical chart of the japanese stock market it dragged you know at the bottom of the ocean at like about eight thousand, i think points until until like when i was here it's still like shit you know, until um, Abenomics kicked in was about 2010. So you got to think from 1990, let's just call it to make a clean number to 2010, which is a good 20 years. You had a generation of a deflationary mindset in Japan. Basically, the Japanese economy wasn't doing anything. It was like a fucking rock in the fucking ocean. It wasn't going up. It wasn't going down. It was just staying there no matter how much money they threw at it. And that's where all the inf zero interest rate stuff happened because, you know, they were throwing zero interest rates um, they just dropped the interest rate to zero and it just stayed there for such a long fucking time. But because Japan had such a deflationary mindset and like shock from, from the bubble economy, the economy didn't really have, you didn't really have any lift to go anywhere. So it just, you know, s s dragged along the bottom and stopped it from crashing into the floor. Pretty much is what they, what they did. That's why the whole term zombie bank and zombie economy kind of came in. It's because of Japan. It really was. I mean, it wasn't like a bad thing. It was just like a stable, not going anywhere kind of economy. But Japanese people had like the mindset, um, from, for leftover from the bubble economy, those years of a bubble. They called it the bubble economy during the bubble economy. So it lets you know, you know, um, that you know they just like oh the economy shit even though every people had jobs like no one was getting super rich but you no know, they, they had jobs they had work and you know shit like that was was moving so so to get out of that you know prime minister abe on his second time around um him and kuroda teamed up and they just like okay we're doing quantitative easing and they had three arrows they had some other shit but basically it was just money printing that was all it was right stock market boomed stock up market went up by like oh sorry that eyelashes in my eyes and shit's getting itchy um um, stock market went up like three times. It went from like 8,000 to like 20, almost 30,000, um, to present, you know, um, as a, uh, up until about 2019 and everyone thought the boom times were here, but it's like, you know, destiny had a black swan to pull out of his fucking pocket, unique little pocket, bloop, bloop. And then it gave us a situation of several years ago and which led to continuing money printing and then just ramping things up along with the rest of the world. And so fast forward to now, now that, you know, the, the piper is knocking at the door for the rest of the world, the inflation piper is knocking at the door for the rest of the world. Um, and they're kind of, so we're starting to have to pay our dues. Japan isn't ready to turn off the punch bowl yet. The reason why, the big reason why is because of Kuroda is what it seems like, you know, he has been going through this money expansion for 12 years and you know how politicians and and, and, and and government officials are they're all about their legacy and some other people have told me as well and gave me some quite insight to his psychology like i watched bloomberg and i watched all these other people several months ago and talk about well they got to do something now oh shit japan has to do something now. they got to raise interest rates they got to do something but but you know you don't they don't really understand the japanese mindset like once something is set in stone in japan there's no changing it there's no shaking it like japanese people it's like it's like a fucking boulder rolling down a hill it's really hard to get it moving almost impossible it takes a lot of fucking effort a lot of fucking energy a lot of fucking time but once that shit starts rolling you're not really changing course it's just like we're going he's here or bust we're just doing it Whatever the fuck happens, we decided and everything's just all gangbusters that way. So Kuroda for the past 12 years has been like 2%, you know, um, 
2% inflation rate, it would get in Japan over a 2% inflation rate. That's what we're doing. And it was basically like half-assed, like, you know, impossible task, but it was a way of just, you know, like an excuse that you could use to just print unlimited Japanese yen. And, but because the, the image of Japan was that it was just like a stable, again, rock in the ocean kind of economy, people thought like, okay, nothing else will happen. Like, you know, the Japan's economy is not going anywhere. So it's stable, which means it's stable. It's dependable. You know, it's like fucking coca-cola or like you know fucking cornflakes you know what i'm saying it's just like rice it's like bread it's just not going anywhere so but all that shit's changing shit's changing because you know especially from um the start of 20 uh, 2022 you know um now that all the interest rates are getting hiked all over the world what's happening is i gotta put my beer down for this what's happening is you know the japanese economy is staying at zero basically and while interest rates in america were is a, a whole bunch of other deep finance shit that goes into it but this is a very simplified version as like you know the gap between the american let's just take america because the dollar is like the dollar and in japan it was very slim like there were you know in the perception of japan that was still strong there's still no incentive to sell yen but as the interest rate in america keeps going higher and higher and higher and japan stays the same the incentive, you know, there's a zero interest rate economy here and there's a fucking um, 3.5% interest rate you can get. The incentive is to sell this and buy that so that you can earn some money and get some interest. But as that happens, you're selling this, this de fucking depreciates and this fucking appreciates. And so it started this cycle where people are, you know, or individuals, financial institutions, whatever you want to say, are selling the yen to buy dollars. What's happening all over the world. But, you know, in Japan, it's a lot more sensitive because like the bond market, the fucking stock market, like everything is so tied to the dollar and the margins are so fucking razor thin that... You know, a little bit of selling just causes like a trickle effect. And, you know, in the past, like especially because of the Olympics and things like that, there was so much investment from abroad coming into Japan. Now all that shit's filtering out. Japanese money is filtering out. Bond money is fucking filtering I don't know. Whatever the fuck money is just feel going everywhere, you know, oozing through the fucking pipes. So um, it's just like causing a spiral effect. And it's like nothing's to stop it pretty much. So... I said before, like, I think if you remember, I think I might say it on here, 200, 200 was like my worst case scenario, 200 to the, the yen to the dollar and 200, uh, yen on gas was like my psychological worst case scenario. And now that's like kind of on the table, to be honest with you, like by the end of the year, the yen's at like 140 now because of some bullshit intervention threats that Bank of Japan is trying to do to buy time, but whatever. That's a whole nother story I'm not even going to get into. It's some bullshit. But after that shit's over, like, I expect the yen to start depreciating even more. It's at 140. I'm expecting, like, 160 by the end of the year. And then, like, springtime, I don't know what's going to happen because Kuroda is basically on his way out um, by next year. And then when the new chief comes in, he might try to pretend to, like ease up on the gas a little bit to ease the market but then if you do that then the bond market gets fucked up and the japanese bond market is even more fucked than the currency market so even a hint at raising interest rates a little bit just completely fucks the whole country it just throws like a wrench in the fucking titanic it's like <laughs> so this whole shit is just fucked right basically this whole shit is just fucked um 
So I don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea. Um, you know, I, I'm not trying to be all doom and gloom about it, but, and, 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 you know, I talk to my family about this stuff on a regular basis. I talk to people, um, different students in different levels, again, economics, politics, and things like that, um, or who are connected into those worlds. And yeah, pretty much everyone's like, yeah, shit's kind of fucked. <laughs> Basically, like, yeah, shit's fucked. Then, and there's nothing to stop it. Like after the yen takes another dip, like it'll take a precipitous, another word, another time precipitous decline. Um, I think it'll go down to 160 by the end of the year because we got like October, November, and December. So, um, but but I think it might stop there, might get to 170. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's not my prediction. I'm not like a futurist or anything like that. Damn sure not an economist. But just my gut says 160 by the end of the year. So, you know, Costco, Costco, me and my family had like a come to Jesus moment at Costco. I took my whole family there, you know, um, with my wife. And I was like, see, this is what it is. You know, fucking shrinkflation all over the place, higher prices. The interesting thing, though, um, because, you know, Costco has so much buying power and they have dollars. They're able to buy Japanese domestic products products on the cheap. So going, I would tell my family like from now on, our new Costco policy is we go to Costco when we need to, not all the time, buying domestically produced shit mainly, fruits, rice, you know, maybe some snacks, a little, little, little stuff like that is fine. Like I bought like two big ass crates of fucking apples for like less than 2,000 yen, which is like less than 20 bucks, basically. It was like six, 700 yen for like 10 apples, you know, which like 10 big ass Japanese apples, which is were really, really good actually. Um, and, and the fucking crate of fucking um, oranges for another like six, 700 yen too. So, but, but the imported grapes have been literally cut almost like 40%. The packages have been cut like by almost 40% for the same fucking price. It's just not even worth buying, you know, and, and a bunch of other shit. So, domestically produced potatoes are still cheap and things like that. So because Costco has the buying power to just buy up a whole heap of shit, you know, from Japan, just like, all right, give me all your potatoes, give them to me, give me a good price. So going there for that stuff is, is worth it. But basically I'm just relying, I'm going to rely more on my local supermarket and stuff like that. So that's what I mean. Like just keeping my family um, abreast on what's going on and then we can kind of plan and adjust, you know, what based on that, it has been kind of helpful and um if you were living in japan i would imagine, i would i would recommend you do the same shift your spending just be conscious of shifting your spending to domestically produced products as much as possible so you won't be kind of sticker shocked when you know you realize the shit that you buy doesn't go as far as it used to and you're paying an arm and a leg for it anyway um that helps um besides that like There's, I mean, without going into a whole bunch of deep shit, there, you know, there's not really much else I can tell you about the situation. I'll keep an eye on it, which I, I'm always am. You know, this week is going to be, be be a big week in finance whenever this fucking comes out. But um, yeah, um, after like another week or two when Bank of Japan China does this bullshit ass intervention kind of thing, I'm expecting like the yen to just start fucking nosediving to like 150, 160. And there's nothing that's going to stop it, at least until the end of the year. So... If you, I mean, for tourists though, people coming here, you know, they're easing restrictions and things like that. If you want to come here, you have family here, you know, um, um, you know, you're looking to to come on in like from October, I think, you know, it's gonna be a better time for you guys. Um, but 
but going out again, shit, shit. <laughs> it looks like the fact that I'm trapped here for a little bit. I got to get my bread up, you know, so, so, um, but you know, it is what it is. This is the game. This is what we're playing. So, um, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm cool. My family's cool. Everyone's healthy. That's the only, that's the most important thing. So yeah, um, that's all I got for you guys on that front. If there are any major developments or, or, or whenever I want to be here, I just want to talk about it some more. I'll let you guys know. But thanks for listening to my crazy ass ideas. Again, I'm not a fucking expert. I'm just a dude on the couch with a fucking Asahi black at like 11 o'clock at night with this shit on. So my pajama, pajama jammies. <laughs> hmm. so let me do some other shit. Get the fuck out of here. So thanks for listening. I'll holler at you next time. Peace.